I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, H-A-W-G sports.com. Recruiting is back in full swing. Camp season's been going on. There's more camps to come. Official visitors have been coming in. There's more official visitors to come. We're going to talk with Danny West about that. We're also going to jump into a little bit of football, answer your questions as well. All that and more on Hog Sports Live. And before we get started, I just want to mention today's the last day that we're doing our two months for $1 offer. Some of you may not know that that's going on, but it's a great, easy entry way to get into hog sports at a low cost. It's just, I mean, it's 50 cents a month. 50 cents a month over these next two months, you can decide if you want to keep it. You're going to want to keep it because you're going to like the recruiting stuff that we bring. And we're going to jump into Danny West here real quick. But two months for a dollar, that's, uh, that's, less than two, that's less than two cents a day for uh, insider access to the number one recruiting Razorback coverage site out there anywhere. You're going to like what you find. Two months for one dollar right now at Hog Sports. All right. For those of you who aren't familiar with Danny West – let me tell you something. I finally fixed his profile. It's got at Danny West 247. It's the offseason. I said I'd get around to it. Finally did. So you can follow Danny at Danny West 247 on Twitter. Danny, how you doing, brother? Trey Biddy. What's going on? Oh, not much. I was just letting everybody know that uh, recruiting is back, and you're the guy to lead us there. Camp season, they just had uh, – how many camps did they have last week? Three? <laughs> I don't know. I, I think they were up to around seven, seven. last week. Yeah. I mean, when you count some of the double-ups, like Sunday, of course, he had two. So, six, seven, somewhere in that range. Six or seven camps. And uh, it's camps aren't the same as it used to be, Danny. No, used to, like, a lot of in-state guys would come in, and you'd expect a lot of offers to go out. Now, some offers have gone out, but – it used to be like you come to camp and you earn an offer, but now with recruiting moved up so much earlier, you know, players uh, or recruits taking official visits earlier, getting offered earlier. Now it's more like way down the line, guys, like class of 2024 and stuff like that. So I guess just give us a synopsis of, of some of the things that happened at camp and, you know, some of the guys that we can we can look out for. Sure. Yeah, no, it's been busy. You brought up a good point there. Richard and I were talking about it. Um, at one of the many camps this past week. But, you know, if you're a kid right now in the 2022 class, and, uh, and yeah, you might want that Arkansas offer, but you've got a whole bunch of other schools coming out of COVID that have already offered you. Like if you're in Dallas and you've got TCU and Baylor that have already offered based on nothing more than your huddle film, like why take the, why take that trip, right? So they're, I do think they're running into some of that. You know, it's tough to get kids on campus coming out of COVID because so many of these guys just want to go on an unofficial visit or an official visit weekend at this point. They don't want to go run around in 98 degrees if they don't have to, right? So good point by you there, but boy, it's been busy. I mean, uh, as I said, there are several camps in the span of a week and still not done yet. Going to have a couple more to wrap it up later this week, but um, just talking about some of the new offers 
for the 22 class, which is what most people care about at this point. I think the wide receiver group is uh, really interesting at this point. Obviously, you've got Quincy McAdoo, another in-state offer is out to uh, Charles Nimrod up here at Bentonville. But yesterday, you missed out on a big one. C.J. Smith out of Orlando, uh, Florida. Bishop Moore, he committed to Florida, which is not all that surprising, right? I think everybody knew they'd be the team to beat. But at, at the same time, Arkansas started feeling pretty good about things coming out of his uh, official visit here a couple weeks ago. Isaiah Satania right here in Fayetteville, decommitted from A&M last week. You know, people automatically assume, well, uh, here's our second shot. We're probably going to get him now. I'm still not sure that's the case, buddy. I think LSU, USC, Oregon, there's going to be uh, all three of those will be tough to beat. So what do you do? You bring in Robert Spears Jennings out of uh, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. They brought him in for a workout and offered the guy. He's 6'2", 195, ran a 4'5 at camp, a 4'1'2 shuttle, really impressive at that size. Oklahoma, Ole Miss, Michigan State, Kansas State have offered. And, you know, of course, when you hear Broken Arrow and the Sooners offer, it's easy to assume that's where he ends up, right? Well, I'm not sure they're, they're really making him a priority at this point. We'll see, but I do think Ole Miss really wants him. So, you know, yeah. one to keep an eye on there, he, he's broken arrow, man. It's an hour and 45 minutes from here, if that, right? Yeah. So Arkansas has had some success in that Tulsa area under Coach Pittman. So I think he's going to be one to keep an eye on. I really do. And he just recently also visited uh, Boston College and took an unofficial to OU and yeah. um, and Oklahoma State. Uh, so, yeah. And the only crystal ball right now in for him is to Ole Miss, just one sure. crystal ball to yeah. pick. So now moving inside the state, Danny, and jumping ahead quite a bit to the class of 2024, Braylon mm-hmm. Russell was uh, was offered a scholarship. He's the second guy in the class of 2022, 6'1", 225 running back with a verified 4.50 40-yard dash. That's a big kid. What is this kid starting 10th grade? Yeah, just going into a sophomore year. It kind of came out of nowhere, to be honest with you. I had no idea about this kid. You know, everybody thinks I know every kid in the state mm-hmm. wrong. <laughs> Some of these dudes I've never heard of. But he was certainly impressive. You you mentioned the measurables there. To run a 4.50 at that size, I don't care if it's laser, unofficial, you know, what it might be. You're scooting pretty good there. Mm-hmm. So, big, strong kid. He's played uh, both running back and defensive end for Coach Jared McBride. Some yep. of you old-timers, oh, yeah. which I guess we're old-timers now, Trey, because mm-hmm. I, I remember it well. He filled in at quarterback for Arkansas one yeah. year. So, yeah, he's. Uh, I think he's going to be one to keep an eye on. Not the, not the most talkative kid, I don't think. Uh, but then again, he just finished up his freshman year of high school, so mm-hmm. I doubt I was all that great at interviews either at that yeah. point. But, I can uh, remember Darren McFadden when he was like 15 years old and being like, now, nah, what, 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 what is this? <laughs> yeah. yeah, what do you want from me? Uh, I, I still get that quite a bit. And I, you just have to tell him, dude, I would, just chill out. It's going to be okay. <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, but this kid's 225. I mean, he's, yeah. he, I mean, he hasn't even started stayed. 10th grade. That is a big, yeah. big kid, especially moving like that. I mean, four or five. Coming out of ninth grade is that's that's fast, and then the size it's this yeah. guy's somebody to watch. Yeah, I agree, and uh, it almost makes you wonder: is he going to outgrow the running back spot? Right? Yeah. Like, is he going to be an H back tight end? So, who knows? Right? 
is three more years from now. Mm-hmm. So uh, I thought that was interesting. What else has happened? I've got a full list here, buddy, of, yeah. of just standing Now, did Jalen Lewis and DJ Allen make it in? They did, yep. Yeah. So yeah, I'll start with those guys. Yeah. Jalen, specifically, I man, I kind of feel like they really improved their chances here. He's kind mm-hmm. of a tough one to figure out, honestly. He's a big-time defensive back out of Brownsville, Tennessee, Haywood High School there. And Arkansas didn't even make his top ten cut earlier mm-hmm. this spring. Lo and behold, suddenly he's he's on campus for an official visit. Turn, turns out he's really good buddies with Anthony Brown, another DB out of Tennessee that I think they're feeling pretty good about. And, you know, suddenly Anthony Brown shows back up on campus this week for an unofficial while his buddy is on the uh, official visit. So I thought that was interesting. And now suddenly both of them are going to announce on the same date, July 29th, something to, something to think about there, Trey. I mean, Auburn, I know, feels really good about Jalen Lewis, and rightfully so. He came out of his official uh, last week there and said Auburn is way out in front. Mm-hmm. And then to hear him talk yesterday, it was Auburn's really nice, but this place is different. So I, is he just telling us what he thinks we want to hear? Or is Sam Carter really getting something done here? I think. Yeah, it, I mean, some kudos to Sam Carter and Anthony Brown. I mean, sounds like both those guys are doing some work. I mean, not even yep. make a top ten and then – I mean, you got to watch yeah. those underlying those those keys like that, you know, like Anthony yeah. Brown coming back. Yeah, you well, know, that's usually that, a good sign. Like, oh, what do you mean he's coming back? He was just here for an official, and then I started piecing it together. I said, okay, they might they might be in pretty good shape here for both mm-hmm. of them. So we'll see. Again, they're both going to announce on July 29th, but uh, still a long way out. A lot can change. But I mean, this kid. Yeah, I, I think that sounds pretty. He's number Positive. he's number five hundred fifty six ranked player in the country, and when you go down his offer list, you just don't stop. You just don't stop. Yeah. I mean, you go Auburn, Oklahoma, Arkansas, you know, uh, Florida State, Georgia, LSU, Michigan, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, South Carolina, Tennessee, Virginia Tech, Virginia, Wisconsin. I mean, you just you just keep on rolling off names. Now, DJ Allen is actually a little higher rated. He's like number two hundred twenty. Three overall in the country, uh, wide receiver out of uh, is it Gladwater? Is that how you say it? Gladwater, Gladewater, Gladewater, Gladewater for or Texas? Yep, yeah, that's right. And I just kind of intentionally skipped over him there. I'm just not seeing it, Trey. Yeah, just to be honest with you, I don't like painting a picture where people get their hopes up. So I'm just not going to do it. I just mm-hmm. don't get a great vibe. Uh, he's a good kid. No disrespect to him, but I, I just don't see it for Arkansas. Well, I appreciate you not getting anybody's hopes up. That's uh, that's why we pay you the medium-sized bucks, Danny. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well learned. But, uh, hey, I can run through some of these leftover. I say leftover. That's uh, yeah. not the way I should say it. But so many standout visitors on campus, uh, mm-hmm. camp attendees this past week. I just don't want to overlook anybody. Yeah, let's but do it. Avery Johnson, 2023 four-star quarterback, was here out of Mays, Kansas. Uh, Vic Sutton, 2023 quarterback from Madison, Mississippi Central. He's got an Arkansas offer as well as Zay T. Set, a 2023 quarterback out of Baton Rouge, Arkansas, and Ole Miss. You know, it's just a matter of time before we shift our focus to next year's class. So, mm-hmm. obviously, everybody wants to know about quarterbacks. Keep an eye on those two, Vic Sutton and Zay T. Set. They had uh, Tackett Curtis. He's a 23 four-star linebacker out of Manny, Louisiana. Wilkie Denod, 
2023 four-star defensive end out of Fort Pierce, Florida. Think about some of these states I'm ruling off here, Trey. They're coming yeah. from a long way. Yeah. Uh, that's in addition to 27 guys coming from Cedar Grove, uh, Georgia, yeah. earlier in the week. As a matter of fact, studs, a week ago too, today, right? Yeah, a bunch of studs in that group. I tell you, buddy, it's a different world. You know, some of these, I tell them all the time, some of these guys in Georgia, Florida, all these recruiting writers, they're spoiled. Spoiled <laughs> rotten, man. I wish I had that group to go cover every Friday night. But <laughs> anyway, uh, Drew Pickett, 23 running back out of Hopeville, Alabama. Impressive offer list. Uh, Peyton Pierce, 2024, big-time defensive end from Lucas, Texas, Lovejoy High School. Everybody loves Lovejoy. Mm-hmm. Caleb James, 23 defensive end from Fort Worth, Texas. Great offer list. He added Arkansas this past week. Nathan Mitchell. 23 safety out of Temple, Texas. He was here. Uh, Vandrevius Jacobs, 23 wide receiver, added an Arkansas offer to an already impressive list there. And of course, Jalen White. I'll wrap it up with that, Trey. Jalen White, the 22 safety slash linebacker out of Parkview. He was up here this past week, and uh, I think he really enjoyed it. So they offered him late, as we know. He was the 12th in state offer, but I think they're sitting pretty good right now. Um, hey, what about. Uh... JD's younger brother, Walker. White. Yeah, Walker White. I totally skipped over him. 2024 that's kid. <laughs> that's why I hate getting into all these names. I always yeah. forget a significant one. Yeah, dude. I mean, I wish you had seen him, to be honest with mm-hmm. you. He's one of those guys that you would have identified immediately based on how he looks. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's just he's I've, well I've, put together. I've for seen him before. Guy going, yeah, going into his sophomore year, mm-hmm. I think he's really going to have a shot. So a couple of early offers there for Walker. Just a great family, good, smart kid. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't shock me if uh, if at some some point Arkansas makes a move there. Yeah, well, for those who don't know the connection, his da- his uh, grandfather is uh, John Reese. So yeah. um, former Razorback and, of course, John David White's his brother. So. And his dad played golf up here, just a Razorback family. Yeah, Razorback family. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
All right. So one more visit weekend coming up, Danny. We got a lot. We got so much. And for those of you who, again, who don't follow Danny, you can follow him at Danny West 247 on Twitter and take advantage of this two months for $1. I mean, it's 50 cents, 50 cents a month. I mean, that's a great entry point. Like if you've ever wondered like, well, what are they talking about over there? Why is hog sports, you know, I mean, I don't want to brag about us, but Danny, I mean, Arkansas shouldn't be one of the top 10 largest sites in the 24 seven sports network, but we are. And it's because of people like you, Curtis, and you know, our insiders on the board and just the community that we have. So if you ever wondered like, what are people talking about at hog sports? Now's the time. I mean, we're talking less than two cents a day to sign up. Uh, the equivalent of, I mean, you're going to be charged a dollar, you know. So, I think most people can get in for that. So, um, but next thing is uh, June 25th visit weekend. Should be a pretty good weekend, although Trey Emery, he committed to Baylor, right? Yeah, he did over the weekend. So, mm-hmm. uh, when you throw in C.J. Smith and Trey Emery, you missed out on a couple of guys that I think they were they were starting to really like their chances, to be mm-hmm. honest. But uh, not no longer expecting Trey Emery, so I probably need to remove him from the visit uh, list. I think Arkansas, if they ever just got to that visit weekend with Trey, I know how his mother felt about the staff. I just felt like they were really going to be in good shape there. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know what? I, I think he felt like he needs to stick close to home uh, to his mother, not to put all his business out there. I'm not speaking for him, but I think that's what happened. And more power to him. Great kid. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, just one of the biggest headliners going into this weekend, Elijah Pritchett, Carver High School, or Carver, uh, Georgia down there. 6'6", 284 star offensive lineman, number 98 in the country overall. I mean, it's, he can go anywhere, Trey. So really big for them to lock in an official visit with Elijah Pritchett. We've seen him bring in some big-time dudes now. Now it's a matter of going out and trying to – get some of them pull a few upsets here and there Pippen hadn't pulled he hadn't pulled an upset out of Georgia yet on the offensive line you know it's coming yeah at some point it's going to break and uh I'm not saying it's going to be with Pritchett but not saying it won't be either I've seen this old Pippen I've seen him pull off some stuff now yeah he certainly has all right, Danny, anything else you want to get to before we got you loose you've been on here for a while you might have set a record wrote a book there yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) all right Danny appreciate you man all right buddy all right see you all right, that's Danny West, guys. Best recruiting man in the business. He's been at it for well over a decade. He just knows recruiting inside and out, not just inside the state of Arkansas, but as you can see, there's recruits from all over the country that have been in, and it hasn't stopped. I mean, there's a big visit weekend coming up starting this Friday, and uh, the camp's still going on. So you want to you wanna get insider information on all that stuff. All right, we're going to get your questions here in a minute. But first, I want to talk a little bit of football stuff. I've been kind of doing – it's top ten season, right? So this is the time of year where you want to, like, maybe do some preview stuff. We've, we've done, you know, top ten Razorbacks list. We've done re-ranking uh, former classes. We've done top ten second-year players. We've done pre uh, game one projected four-deep depth chart, mid-season four-deep depth chart. All this stuff. It's fun reads, right? This is the kind of stuff that we do this time of year. Kind of gets me going, gets my juices flowing, gets me kind of mentally prepared, um, you know, diving into these guys and and just remembering a little bit more about them. So a couple of the recent ones that I've done, top 10 Razorback offensive linemen, top 10 Razorback defensive backs. So we're going to talk about those a little bit before we jump into your questions. 
All right. So go ahead and start getting your questions in now. Top 10 Razorback offensive linemen. My number 10 is Jalen St. John. So for, for those of you who aren't that familiar with Jalen, he came in in the last class, so he, he will have been on campus for a full year now. He came in at about 6'5", 359, I believe. This dude is like this wide. He is He's probably the widest offensive lineman on the team. Uh, he's down to 6'5", 340 now. I wouldn't say he's got like exceptionally quick feet, and they've worked him at tackle. They worked him at guard. I think he's a right guard. I think he's a right guard of the future. Actually, I think he could come down a little bit on the weight, but um, even still, but he is. I mean, he is just his thighs are this big. I mean, like you're listening on Apple Podcasts or something. By the way, throw us a five star review if you are, but you can't see. But I'm like, his thighs are like a drum barrel. I mean, they're this dude is big. Um, and I think he's he's got a chance to be a future starter. My number nine player is Takiest Crawford, 6'5", 355. is wide. He's big. He's huge. He's not as, like, wide as Jalen St. John. He's maybe a little more long and rangier. I think he's got a little bit quicker feet, maybe a little bit lighter on his feet, which is why I think he's a right tackle of the future. And I think Takiest is a guy that we could see steal a few reps from Dalton Wagner this year, who's a redshirt senior. So, Takiyas Crawford is my number nine guy. Obviously, he people were worried about his academics. He was a four-star recruit. People backed off of him. He landed at Charlotte, played for them, started some games for them last year. So, he's listed as a sophomore now. Um, and, you know, not, not any disrespect to Charlotte, but he's a little bit better than Charlotte. And uh, I think that he's a guy that will start for Arkansas by 2022 at right tackle. Marcus Henderson, number eight, left tackle of the future. Now, Marcus Henderson – He's had an interesting weight journey because he was well over 300 pounds as a junior, dropped down to 300 as a senior, came to Arkansas, played at 284 last year while splitting time at tight end. Now he's up to 295, and he's still the lightest scholarship offensive lineman. By the time he's asked to start in 2022, he's, he's going to back up Myron Cunningham this year. By the time he's asked, asked to start, he'll be, you know, 315 or so. Um, but, you know, kind of taking it off, putting it back on the right way kind of situation. But he's – probably the most athletic out of all of them he's got the quickest feet he's a left tackle and they're grooming him it's pretty obvious they're grooming him to be the left tackle of the future now the red white scrimmage he started at right tackle due to injuries and stuff Uh, I thought he played pretty well against Dorian Gerald who is a six-year senior on passing downs on running downs Dorian taught him a few uh, thing or few, or two, just to just to put it lightly. Uh, Dorian definitely got the best of him, but again, quite a difference in those players' uh, age and experience. But uh, Marcus Henderson definitely got to watch for the future. So you kind of got these like younger guys that are like a lot of promise, a lot of talent, a lot of high ceilings. Like those three guys I just mentioned, we might if we were just doing like potential upside ceiling, might put those guys somewhere in the top five. Probably would. Now, Bo Lemmer's a guy, number seven, that I would keep an eye on, 6'5", 300, offensive lineman. Uh, started, he started out the year last year at right guard. Very strong, very strong player. Um, ran into an injury about the time Ty Clary also came back from injury, and then Ty Clary took over from that spot. Ty Clary was, you know, unchallenged. I mean, not unchallenged. I don't want to say it like that, but uh, he went wire to wire as a starting right guard. And we'll get to Ty Clary here in a minute. But Bo Lemmer – you know, he'll have something to say in who starts at right guard. You know, it's, it's not just going to quit battling in fall camp, you know. So, keep an eye on him and, and also for the future. He's still just a redshirt sophomore. And technically, you know, 
He's got more more time than that because last year was forgiven. My number six player is Brady Latham. Now, Latham is a guy that isn't, you know, he wasn't in the starting lineup because he's massively huge and because he's massively strong. He's not really either of those things. I mean, he's, he's bigger than most people, but SEC offensive lineman-wise, he's there because of his work ethic, because he understands leverage, because of his technique. Okay? But he was passed over by Luke Jones this year. Uh, in the spring, Luke Jones spent most of the time with the starting group in the spring. Now, Brady Latham beat out Luke Jones all of last season, started all the games last season. Uh, but in the spring, it was Luke Jones. So that battle is going to continue, I think. Well, I think we're that's just going to, you know, obviously make both players better. So keep an eye on that battle. And I've got number five, Dalton Wagner, 6'9", 325, starting right tackle. Now, Dalton's had an interesting career. He, uh, he was a well-regarded recruit. He... You know, Noah Gatlin was going to be the starting right tackle back in 2018. And Gatlin went down with an injury, and Dalton ended up starting the whole season. And then last year, uh, Gatlin came back healthy, started off starting. We, we didn't even see Dalton Wagner until Gatlin got hurt, and then and then Wagner uh, took over that spot. So, But Dalton's been a good player for him. We don't hear his name talked about a whole lot in terms of, like, NFL future and stuff like that. But uh, he's a guy that – is a good player. And as I said, I think we could see him, like, give up a few snaps here and there to to, uh, to Keyes Crawford on the right side. Luke Jones, number four. We talked about him just a moment ago. Now, Luke was at PA, was committed to Arkansas, decommitted. Uh, This was when uh, Chad Morse was there. Went to Notre Dame. I believe his offensive line coach left after he signed or pretty close to around when he was signing. Uh, Anyway, he transferred back to Arkansas, sat out. Played some last year. He actually, I think he started a couple games. I remember him in the Missouri game playing quite a bit, actually. Um, but in the spring, I don't know that he started out as a starting left guard, but for most of the spring, he was a starter at left guard. And he's got a lot of potential, too. So that's a battle to keep an eye on. Really, I mean, I say these four guards, Ty Clary, uh, Luke Jones, Brady Latham, and um, who am I leaving out? Bo Lemmer. Those four guards for this year are guys to watch. And also keep an eye on Jalen St. John. I mean, he's younger, but to me, those four kind of, I see them battling it out this year. Ty Clary at number three. Now, here's the thing that sucks about Ty. He doesn't get the credit that he deserves because, first, okay, first of all, he's a Fayetteville kid. He came to Arkansas without a scholarship. He was a blue shirt, promised a scholarship the next semester. Despite that, he started his first game as a Razorback. I think he started four games his true freshman year as a guy that nobody had even heard of, a two-star. Okay? This guy should be celebrated a lot more, but all anybody talks about is uh, snaps. He, He wasn't very good at getting the snaps back, and he wasn't. And, you know, last year he spent time working at guard, working at backup center, and I really like what Pittman did in terms of leaving him at right guard to focus there. You're no longer a center. You're no longer the backup center. That's gone to Shane Clinton. You are the starting right guard or in a battle at right guard, and that's it. I think that's a good situation to put Ty Clary in. He's a senior. I guess is Ty a second-time second senior? But anyway, this guy should be celebrated a little bit more than he is. Myron Cunningham, number two, 6'6", 330. Everybody thought Myron Cunningham was going to Oklahoma, but um, he ended up signing with Arkansas. 
and was 290 pounds, played at 290. And then, you know, Pittman comes in and suddenly he gets a 325. I mean, it was almost no time. He's at 330 now. So he's like 40 pounds heavier than he was when he first arrived. He's got a a potential on the next level. I do think it was a smart move by him to come back for another year under Pittman and also to carry 40 pounds a little bit longer. I've said this before. I like offensive linemen you bring in and you shed the weight off of. Now, it's not always like that. Like Frank Ragnow had to add a lot of weight when he got to Arkansas. But to me, it makes more sense. you got a guy who's big, who's been carrying weight, who's, say, 350. Uh, We're going to take him down to 320. We're going to get his weight down a little bit. Uh, I would think that you would still feel very strong, but also lighter on your feet. So I think with him, carrying that weight around for another year is just going to make him that much better. Number one is Ricky Stromberg, who is everything a collegiate center should be, in my opinion. He's got the dedication. Uh, he's got a mean streak on the field. He's quick off the line of scrimmage. He's smart. He's a guy that people will follow. He leads. He's strong. Uh, he's got a lot of potential, and I think that he's got potential to play on the next level. I know the coaches love him. His weight has been a journey. I mean, if it's anybody else, they're like, this guy's got a weight issue. <laughs> but he was up over 330 as a junior in high school. Um, he had, like, the highest vertical leap out of anybody in the country that was 280 pounds, even weighing, like, over 300. Uh, he, he dropped down to 280 his senior year. He dropped down to 267 at Arkansas. Um, when he enrolled, he got back up to 279. He started, I think, every game but one as a true freshman. Uh, and now he's 316. And that's another thing. I thought maybe last year he was a little bit too swollen, kind of bloated looking, just a little bit too round. And I don't think that anymore since I saw him in the spring. I, and he's still carrying the same weight. So, to me, that means he's probably moved it around. I mean, muscle weighs more than fat. Um, so, I think that he's probably at a good weight and is carrying it a lot better this year. So I look for big things out of him. All right. And I always add a bonus. My bonus guy is Terry Wells, 6'4", 306, a guy that I think can play tackle on this level. Um, but he's a high school uh, – coming out of high school, he's already on campus. But he's, uh, he's a guy that um, has a lot of potential too. Four-star prospect by 24-7 sports. Three-star by rivals in ESPN. Number one player in the state by rivals, number two by 24-7 in ESPN. So that's my top ten plus a bonus. All right, shifting over to defensive backs. I'll do this with some other position groups, but, you know, these large groups are, you know, kind of easy and fun to do. So my number ten defensive back is Ja'Cory Turner, 6'2", 197, backup nickelback to Greg Brooks. He's a redshirt freshman who did not play last year, but I do think as a guy that's 6'2", 197 pounds – You know, he's a guy that maybe you need a little more bulk on a certain down because we don't see, like, any 4-3 stuff with Arkansas right now. So, if you need a little more bulk, maybe he's a guy you turn to. He's almost 200 pounds, 6'2", a little bit bigger than Greg Brooks, although Greg Brooks packs a punch now at 5'11", 188. So, Ja'Cory Turner is my number 10. My number 9 is Ladarius Bishop. Now, Ladarius is a redshirt junior, uh, regarded by some as, like, one of the elite fastest guys on the team. Probably going to back up Monteric Brown over on the right cornerback spot. Uh, but he's a guy that's played in 22 games. He only has four starts, though, for through his career and, you know, been on campus for a while now. So 
but he's he's a guy that's helped them for sure. Kari Johnson, I have at number eight, and I think Kari could end up being higher on this list. I think he can push for a starting spot at left cornerback um, where Hudson Clark is. But played nine games last year, started against Auburn as a true freshman. He was a guy that was pretty late on the recruiting scene just because he came from Suffield Academy in Connecticut, originally from Boston, and um, just wasn't very highly recruited. And then suddenly Arkansas offers, and then Georgia offers. But he ended up sticking with Arkansas. Hudson Clark is my number seven, 6'2", 180. Now, the thing with Hudson, really nice instincts, long rangy cornerback I was impressed with what I saw with him from a leadership standpoint in the spring being very vocal and stuff um you know a former walk-on obviously who went from a guy nobody knew to a guy everyone in the state of Arkansas knows everybody knows Hudson Clark three interceptions against Ole Miss I mean that's you don't do that without good instincts the problem is if his instincts are wrong then we have noticed his recovery speed has come into question. Like if he jumps on something and it's a double move, we've seen him get beat pretty good. So he's got to get better at that. But um, he went wire to wire in the spring as a starting left cornerback, even though, you know, Kari Johnson's there, Devin Bush is there, Ladarius Bishop's there. He still was the starter throughout. So keep that in mind. But it does seem like a lot of people look for his replacement. But um, – he he's been a good player. Arkansas didn't win that Ole Miss game without him, so keep that in mind. Miles Slusher, six foot one ninety six. There's another guy that can push at cornerback or at safety. I say he's maybe the only guy that's that's probably pushing at those spots. But I thought he had a great spring. I think he could possibly help in the return game as well. But I look for him to push out somebody by midseason. I really think that he's got a ton of potential. I always say I hate true freshmen safeties because they always do something colossal that cost you so badly in a game miles slusher i don't remember that happening i just think he's got a lot of potential very highly regarded player four-star prospect number five ranked safety in the country on 24 7 sports so look out for miles slusher simeon blair is number five five ten two of seven been on scholarship a couple years now originally from pine bluff um he went wire to wire in the spring, and not just like in the in the three safety look, but in the two safety look. I mean, he's one of the top two safeties. He's the second safety behind Jalen Catalan. Catalan's obviously number one. But, uh, you know, Joe Fouché didn't beat him out. Slusher didn't beat him out. If you ask any defensive back on the team, hey, who's looking good right now? Blair will be one of the first names out of their mouths. If it's not, you know, the first, it's probably the second or third name out of their mouths. So, Blair, 5'10", 207. Got to keep an eye on. Now, he started the first couple of games at boundary safety, and then uh, Fouché came in and pushed him out. Who I've got Fouché at four. I just think that Fouché, coming off that shoulder injury, he's going to be a guy that we're going to see a lot of. Now, keep look at, look at this. So, first of all, shoulder injury has been a problem at Arkansas. I don't know why. It's like when Brett Bielman was at Arkansas, everybody hurt their foot, and now everybody's hurting their shoulder. So, Fouché, he was, I think he was like 199 his first year. Now, he's hurt his shoulder. And hasn't been able to lift heavy weights and dropped down to 188 last year. So, obviously, I think that probably affected him in terms of being a good tackler, not only because he's got a bump shoulder, but he's a little lighter. He's up to 206 now. Okay, that's 18 pounds increase because he's been able to lift weights, lift heavy weights and stuff. He was SEC co-defensive player of the week coming off the bench against Mississippi State when he made two interceptions. That was a great game for Arkansas, great game for Arkansas's defense. Uh, but Fouché – 
you know, he's uh, he's a guy that likes to talk, and I don't just mean on the field, but, like, you can get a great interview out of Fouché, so I appreciate that out of him. Um, seems well-liked by his teammates, and he's a senior now. So keep an eye on Joe Fouché. He's my number four defensive back. My number three is Greg Brooks, Jr., 5'11", 188. Greg Brooks is listed at 185 as a freshman in – what year was that? 19, I guess. So he's listed at 185 as a freshman, starts every all 12 games. Um, he was not 185. He was probably more like 155 or something. I mean, he was light and was a real liability on running downs, got picked on in the passing game, and I actually thought maybe this guy needs to be looked at at cornerback. But he comes back, and when I saw him uh, for fall camp last year, I was thinking, man, he looks like he is filled out. And he's up to 188, and that's a legit 188 now. And I thought last year – he was strong in the running game. It's a tricky position playing that slot, that nickel spot, because you got to be able to cover a quick slot receiver, but you also got to be able to take on blockers from the screen game, and you got to be able to, you know, to tackle when a running back's coming at you. I mean, it's a it's a tough role to play, but I thought he was really undervalued last year, and I look for him to build on that this year. Um, but Greg Brooks, obviously. Um, He's a good player for Arkansas. I've got him at number three. Number two is Monteric Brown. Now, Monteric's a little bit different <clears throat> than Joe Fouché. You can't get much out of him. Sometimes, I think his only interview we had him lined up for the spring, he just skipped out on it. So, he didn't really talk to the press too much. Uh, but he does a lot of talking on the field. Uh, I think that he's just got – I think he's got potential at the next level. I think he's got good size. He's a really strong tackler out on the island. Uh, you don't see him miss many tackles. That's probably his safety background coming into play. Um, I think he's got good cover skills, quick, rangy. I think I think that he's maybe got potential to play on the next level. We'll see. But uh, keep an eye out for Monteric Brown. It seems like the only time anybody brings him up is when he, you know, gives up a play, which is going to happen in college football these days. But um, maybe nobody talks about him too much because he keeps his, his side pretty quiet overall. Number one's obviously Jalen Catalan. Um, even though he only played in ten games, got injected from two of them for targeting. Um, he had one of the best seasons for a defensive back in the history of the SEC and was a Football Writers Association freshman All-American, AP first-team All-SEC, coaches second-team All-SEC, 99 tackles, three interceptions, four PBUs. Um, he's the best corner – or excuse me, he's the best safety Arkansas has had since Kenny Hamlin and maybe the best since Atwater. I think he's that good. Everybody's a big Jalen Catalan fan. Find somebody who's not a Jalen Catalan fan. Can't. Can't be done. Bonus player. On these kind of things, I usually like to do an incoming recruit, but I did Devin Bush this time. I did an injured player because the number – and if I had gone with an incoming recruit, or I guess Jaden Johnson was already enrolled for the spring, but I would have gone to Jaden Johnson, 6'2", 200-plus, big, look, good-looking young safety. But I went with Devin Bush because Devin – uh, had a shoulder injury, um, you know, wasn't able to really contribute last year. In the spring, they held him out of contact. But he was a really highly regarded guy. The coaches loved him when he came in. He was misused. That's why he opt or entered the transfer portal. They played him like in two snaps, kneel-down snaps against Ole Miss that year in Oxford. And, you know, like a couple special teams play, like s stupid stuff. Like just totally – and they did the same thing with Jalen Catalan. I mean, but Devin Bush – recognized it and entered the transfer portal. Then when they hired Sam Pittman, he came out of the transfer portal and then he was injured. But, you know, he's a guy to keep an eye on. Got a lot of ability. 
number one question I feel like I get asked is what happened to Devin Bush? Was he just overrated? All right. Let's see. Jason Stahl says, I'm curious about receiver Faison Wilson. What's the news on his recruitment? It looked like he was ready to commit and then just kind of backed off. I, I, I think Arkansas just maybe kind of went in a different direction because not long after that, Quincy McAdoo committed. Keith Bulger says the offensive line recruit still solid with the new coach. It feels like it. Um, it doesn't feel like there's a – now, Andrew Chambly is, you know, taking some visits and stuff, which I expect a lot of kids to do just because they've been stuck at home. So, don't sleep on Braden Jones. Could be Christian McCaffrey type player, says Justin Carter. Bill Seeger says, just got on. Have you talked about the kid from Fayetteville that recommitted from A&M or decommitted from A&M? Um, Isaiah Satania, I don't think we talked about him. He just took a visit to Oregon. A lot of people think he likes LSU. His dad doesn't coach at Arkansas with the track team anymore. But, I mean, that, that opens things up, so maybe that's a possibility. Don Eldred says, yeah, still doubtful he picks the Hogs. I would probably agree with that, Don. And you kind of mentioned the same things. Also threw in USC in there. Colton Smith, hey, Trey, where do you think this class will rank nationally this year? Right now I think they're ranked 13th. They're going to have to get some big dogs to stay, you know, to get in the top 15. You know, that I think let's, let's you know, let's take steps. Arkansas has been traditionally a top 25, but like when we say top 25, like right at 25. I think last year they were 25 or 24. You know, that's been traditionally defined as, you know, a solid recruiting year for Arkansas. Um, let's see them get into the top 20 next, you know, before we start talking like top 10 and stuff. But, you know, like there's some guys out there, like a Gentry Williams, you know, I think most people think Oklahoma. There's been some people lately picking USC. You know, he's out of, out of Tulsa. But, um, you know, Arkansas has been there for him and, um, you know, has been recruiting him for a long time. You mentioned, he definitely has Arkansas. You know, Arkansas is going to be in his – Final five, the question is, like, is he going to be higher than that? You know, you really need a five-star recruit. Like, five-star recruit would really, really boost your class. So, I think they could have a chance to be in the top 20. So, let's let's just see that. I know Sam Pittman wants to get in that top 15. Ethan Malone says, what's the likelihood that somebody other than KJ finishes the season at quarterback at QB1? I think it's – given what we've seen, <laughs> it's been a pretty high um, – it seems like Arkansas lately has named the wrong starting quarterback out of camp most times, except for, you know, with Felipe last year. But I think I think KJ goes wire to wire. But if anybody, ups, you know, takes over, it'd probably be, you know, a few games into the season because Arkansas's not playing well, and that guy would probably be Malik Hornsby. I'm not ready to go there yet because I do have – I do think KJ can be – I'm not saying like he's going to be great or anything, but – um, I think he can be a, a good, steady quarterback for Arkansas, but you just never know. You just don't. Tyler Tober says, who are some guys you think will surprise us in the football season? What freshman do you think will have the biggest impact? Some guys that could surprise. I I, I don't know like if I'd say Miles Slusher would surprise because he was a pretty, uh, pretty big-time recruit. Surprise. Hmm. Keetron Jackson was a pretty big recruit, too. I hate to say – I don't want to say just like big-time guys. Hmm. I think Zach, Zach Williams was a four-star, but he's been on campus a couple years. Zach Williams looks fantastic. I mean, he looks – he's put on some great weight. Dorian Gerald, I think, is a guy that's just, you know, he's right there. Eric Gregory is a guy that I'm really high on. I'm naming some defensive linemen, so that's good. 
As far as the freshmen coming in, I mean, I look for Keetron Jackson. There's a there's an avenue there for him to get on the field. The wide receiver, he's the top-rated recruit out of the class. Raheem Sanders, uh, running back 6'2", 220, a guy that combines size and speed. A.J. Green kind of combines that too, probably faster, not quite as big. Um I look for Jaden Johnson to maybe help. I think Jaden Johnson plays a lot on special teams too. And who else? I might cap it at that. I could see Keon Parker maybe getting some action. Bryce Stevens is certainly very fast at uh, at wide receiver. Maybe he surprises. But I would probably say most of the guys are skill guys. Keetron Jackson, Raheem Sanders, A.J. Green, probably those guys. Jackie Price says, Burlsworth number one, Dan Skipper top five. In what capacity? Amanda Newman says, Bill Seeger, hello, how are you doing? <laughs> Talking to, oh, this may be uh, <laughs> interesting. Uh, this may be some spam from Amanda Newman. Tyler Tober says, what's your stance on the proposed 12-team playoff? I think that's probably Arkansas's best chance to ever win a national championship. I'm not saying, like, it's going to happen anytime soon. But, you know, um, I mean, how bad would it stink to, like, be in Texas A&M situation last year and just get snubbed? So, because they want to get Notre Dame in. So, um, I don't hate the 12-team. I'll say this, you know, you get to about six teams and – it's like somebody did this list of the 12 teams that would have made the playoffs last year. And you start getting down to, you know, Coastal Carolina, Iowa State. I think Indiana was in there or something. Like, you know, I mean, like, I don't, not any disrespect on those teams, but to me, there were probably only five teams last year that really had a legitimate case to get in, maybe six. I would say probably six is probably more realistic, but um, it sounds like 12 is the is the number. Wesley Harris says, toughest schedule per usually, usual. How do you see us doing against teams in the SEC who just hired a new head coach slash pandemic coach hire? So it's brutal again. It's always brutal. It's not as brutal as it was last year, but it's still brutal. Uh, Mississippi State comes to Fayetteville. Auburn comes to Fayetteville. Missouri comes to Fayetteville. Those are three that obviously jump out. Texas A&M, Arkansas is the home team in Arlington, so they only get the three games. Texas is a possibility. There's a team that hired a new coach, um, new quarterback. It's in Fayetteville's second game. They play Louisiana first game, so that's not a team that they can overlook at all. So I would say those four are good places to start in terms of Power 5 opponents. And you'd like to think they win the other three non-conference games. So you got to go at Alabama. You got to go at LSU. I didn't think LSU was very good last year. I think if Arkansas had had their defensive linemen in place, then they would have beaten LSU. Um, but you got to go at LSU, at Alabama, at Ole Miss. Who am I leaving out? At Georgia. Whew. It's a tough road slate. Lauren Moore says, when does SEC Media Day start? I believe it's the 19th through the 21st or 20. Nine, 22, 19th through the 22, uh, 22nd of July. And then camp usually starts around August 1st. 
Jackie Price says, John Stephen Jones, question mark. Um, I mean, I don't know that John Stephen is ever going to be a starter at Arkansas, but he's a guy that's, I mean, he just he doesn't have a whole lot of size, and that's the main thing holding him back, and his arm isn't really very strong. Um, does he know where to go to the ball? Yes. Does he know the offense? Yes. Because he helped the team in other capacity? Yeah. Practice, locker room, leadership, all of those things. I just don't know that – um, he's going to take out KJ or Malik or uh, Lucas Coley or Cade Renfro. Jackie Price says Sam Pittman wins 10 games by fourth season. Hope you're right, Jackie, and we're going to leave it at that on a high note. I want to thank all you guys for joining us. I want to thank Danny West also. And one more time, guys, two months for $1. If you've ever been looking for an entry into hog sports, do it for two cents a day, 50 cents a month. It's a great deal. And then, you know what? Football season will be right here, and you can decide if you want to keep it then. You're going to want to. I mean, that's how I'm going to, that's how I'm going to get you. You're going to sign up for, for this cheap price and be like, football season gets here and you can't live without it. That's, that's how we get everybody. That's, that's why we offer these deals. It's, our problem is always getting people through the door. Once they're through the door, it's just kind of like, whoa, all right, okay. So come through the door. Join us. You have till 10.59 p.m. tonight, Central Daylight Time. Tonight is, for those listening, in case you're listening later, it's June 21st. It's Monday, 2021. So sign up two months for $1 at hogsports.com, H-A-W-G sports.com. There's no promo code or anything like that. Throw us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts. All right, thanks, Danny, for joining us. Appreciate all you guys for your questions. We won't have the show next week. I'll be off next week, um, but we'll come back with you. And we're actually going to have a little bit of a different setup here. A little bit different studio setup, so um, still the same great quality. All right, everybody, thanks for joining us. This has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.